when I started in the industry, it's like, Here well, no, just uh, pick a desk. Good luck. Yeah. And the first day, everyone got in their car and drove home. And I didn't even know where the keys were for the car. I didn't know where the car was. I got in the car. It's pitch black. I didn't know how to turn the lights on. And it had no <laughs> petrol. The, pe- the petrol beepers beeping. And it was, of course, the shittiest car. Of course. And uh, they're like, the bollards are up and locked. So I had to go and find a maintenance guy to let me out. And I had to put petrol in the car on the way home. Welcome to the team. Welcome James. to welcome to selling. <laughs> Salesmarketingprofit.com. Real world case studies. No theory, just real results. You're listening to SMP with James Shramko and Taki Moore. Today we're talking about a good friend of ours who actually came to me as a client. That's how I became friends. I didn't know him before. Before, But when I did speak to him, he was this very enthusiastic guy who came to me and said, I've got a domain that I've got. I want to do a blog just like yours. Yep. It's called smartmarketer.com. Will you teach me? And his biggest concern was that I would say no. Yep. It's too similar to what I do. Rack off. But uh, much to his surprise, I said, absolutely. Love to help you. Yeah. I really actually really liked talking to Ezra because he was, um, you know, full of beans. Like got the, he's kind of got the big block engine, just couldn't lay down the rubber with that business model yet. So he needed some controls, you know, some computer assist. And uh, that's basically where he's at was he really wanted to scale but didn't have a team. Yeah, I think he had the right personal raw ingredients. Yeah. You know, you look at him, he's like, he's got personality. Charisma. He's got, he do. He's, he's kind of laid back. He's style. cool. Yeah, man. Multi-talented. But, but often with people who have got the personal skills, it's the business skills you need to wrap around it. Exactly. So, you know, in there somewhere was growing up on hippie commune. Hippie sex commune. Working in there. I don't know. Yeah, I suppose they are. That's probably fair. Uh, we did do the episode on sex with his mum on our other podcast, which is uh, just to be really clear. Think the episode was on sex. Episode was about sex with his mum. With his mum. That his sounds mom. weird, doesn't it? <laughs> sounds really. Uh, odd check dude. it out. Thinkatget.com. Anyway, he didn't have this team growing experience. So he had worked in a yoga store, but he ended up uh, being really successful with e-commerce. Right. Took a product to market, smashes it, millions of dollars a year. But that wasn't what he needed help with. He's great with the e-com. We call him Ezra the e-com bomb. But he, in the meantime, he's built up this other business. And we'll talk about some numbers a little bit further in the episode. But he hadn't managed a team, hadn't grown a team, didn't really know how to know if you know what they were doing when he did get people on board. And this meant that his problem was stunted growth. He just yeah. couldn't grow. And it's frustrating. And I think most of us go through this. Totally, especially if you're running it off the strength of your own personality. There comes a time when you get, you know, you get tired, and so we we need a way to ramp that up in a way that doesn't solely revolve around you. And it's extra frustrating if you know you've got a bundle of energy and ideas, and you want to get this done, and still not getting. Yeah, you know, if you know Ezra, he's like, you know, oh, let's do this, let's do that. He's got this huge capacity, internal to- power. Totally. It's just like, just get me out into the world. And the team is what enables that. If It's kind of like leverage for an entrepreneur. Completely it is. You can do so much by yourself, but you're going to have to have a team if you want to go. Usually, it's if you want to go from six figures to seven. To seven. Yeah, I totally it, agree with that. I reckon 
look, most people by themselves could make a hundred grand a year or a couple hundred grand a year. And I know that might sound a lot to someone who's making twenty or thirty thousand. But if you're an expert at something or you want to be a good world class website developer, freelancer or a writer or something, you can probably make a hundred or two hundred grand a year, maybe even a million dollars a year by yourself or with an assistant if you are like a world-class expert at something. And probably if you're working your butt off. And you've got to work hard. So that I think that one of the other things that team gives you is the ability to do just the bits which you love, the bits which you're really, really good at and you do best. And until you've got that, you're the doing. You're the guy who does every, you know, your name's in every box in the org chart and it's no fun. And I think a simple way to look at it is that you can buy time. Yeah, you completely you can buy time. literally if if you if you're always saying, "Oh, I just don't have time for this," or "I don't, you know, I want to do it, but I don't have capacity for it." You can actually buy other people's time. You can buy other people's capacity and you can say, "Hey, can I pay you to do this?" And now that job transfers from you to them. And as long as you can make a profit on the way through, if you set your business up right, this actually scales. Yep. Love it. Right. So it came down to the point where he recognized, hey, can you help me? And this is some of the stuff that I taught him. Are you ready? Yeah, totally. Taking notes. Right. So I taught him that I do it, we do it, you do it. Now tell us a bit about that. It sounds a little bit like how to transfer a task. It is. Okay. It's uh, Okay, so for an example, you know that I taught this OTR, own the race course idea of content marketing from a website. Yep. In the beginning, I did it. Of course. I'd come up with the idea. I would create the content. I would edit it. Edit the video, yeah. I would that. upload it. I'd put it into a video player. I'd embed it on my blog. I'd uh, type some show notes for it and then I would publish it and then I would email my customer list and then I would go and syndicate that on social media. So I did it all myself. Now, it sounds like, A, it sounds like a lot of steps and kind of a lot of work, but the benefit of you doing it is that now you can actually document it and somebody else can. Exactly. Anything I want to do more than once, I'm going to document. That's the first SOP or standard operating procedure. Second thing is I need someone to transfer it to. So luckily, I had a few people in my team already. And when I hopped on the plane to the Philippines next, which you could also do via a screen share on Skype or go to webinar or Hangout, I actually said, hey, could you sit down with me? I'm going to go through this with you. First, I'm going to do it. You watch me. Mm-hmm. That's the I do it part. The second time, I say, okay, let's do this together. Mm. Now, we sort of together, we say, okay, well, now what do we do? And then what? And then we, oh, hang on, not quite like that. Just change this. Yep. And we're sort of sharing the task. And when they think that they've got it down, you say, okay, you, you do it. And I'll watch you. I'll watch. Yeah. I'll just check it. At this point, it's quite critical to ex- have, have a benchmark that you would say is the minimum standard. Yes. And try not to be too kind and generous and soft when it comes to this you do it part because if you let people get away with substandard work in the beginning. Yeah, it's going to slip. Well, that's where the benchmark is. <laughs> yeah. So you might have to bounce the work back or reject it two or three times. You can say, listen, uh, this part here, we need to redo that audio part because I'm talking and the other person's talking at the same time. That's called stepping on each other. And we can't have that in our audio. So our standard operating procedure is that there'll be no stepping on each other. Now, we can't do that with sharing the same microphone. Dude, I'm just waiting for you to breathe so I can not step on you right now. (laughs) That's it. Like you can look at me. But (laughs) often when you're doing a, a Skype call, there's stepping. Yeah. So we remove the steps. Great. We remove ums and ahs. Like, 
Wow, we've got this opportunity to make ourselves sound just a little bit more polished or enhanced. Let's move all the, uh, um, uh, uh, you know, if we have them. If we have of them. Of course, we don't have them anyway. Dude, we but if we did. <laughs> right. <laughs> so by the time this person knows what the standard is and can do it, the next thing is you get them to do this with someone else. Are they, I do it, you do it, we do it with the next person? Yeah, with their Noah, with their backup. Right, we've talked about the Noah. Because if they leave or they're sick or they can't do it, guess who's doing it? Yeah, Noah. Yeah, you're doing it. Otherwise, if you don't have a Noah. So we basically need to not just do it once but have them do it to the next person. Because I have heard somewhere that you don't truly know something unless you can teach someone else. Yeah, that's totally true. The other thing I uh, heard a Navy SEAL say, two is one and one is none. Like if you've got... You know, one piece of recording gear and it goes down and then you've got no recording gear at all. Well, you've got two, you've always got a backup. In this case, you're doing that with people. Do it with every part of my business where possible. So it's good, you know, whether it's marketing channels or, or staff or business units, I've typically had a little bit of redundancy built in. And it's just because I've learned several times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one is none. It truly is. Yeah. Okay, so, okay, uh, so back to Ez. He's a great guy with just tons of batteries included, ready to rock and roll, and he needs a team to liberate him. So you teach him, mate, here's how you go. You, I do it, then you do it together, and then you let them do it solo and you watch. So he's able to now say, hey, here are all the tasks I'm doing. I don't want to do these anymore. I've got a technique or a framework to move these tasks. And I think a lot of people go wrong with this step because they hire someone, like uh, they hire their magical unicorn fantasy Swiss Army Knife VA that yeah. will magically do everything, everything. for yeah, them completely. and automatically know how to do it, of course. I'd just like to publicly apologize because I just stepped on your toes there for a second. I'm just going to back up and let you chat. <laughs> He's up there, Tiger. No, no, it's good. You just got excited because you know what I'm talking okay, about, right? Good. Often your virtual assistant or your, your person who you want to transfer the task with doesn't automatically know everything about it. No, and I think the whole idea of having the super VA who knows and does everything is just, you know, it's, it's wishful thinking. I've got a couple in my team who I would consider to be all-rounders mm-hmm. and highly competent in multiple skill sets, but that's a, that's a product of several years' of worth of yeah, context. Come on board. Yeah. So the next thing is I talk, talk to him about a tool to run the business virtually and to eliminate emails and to eliminate Skype. And someone like Ezra who's hyperactive, yeah. email and Skype and, and social dev- tools can be – devastatingly difficult to manage because you're stuck on them all the time. Yeah. So by able to turn them off and to move your team to a tool like Slack yeah. creates a huge win. It's giving you that central hub for the business where you've got a ongoing database, highly searchable, it's off the grid. Yeah. You're not getting a birthday notification or some guy hitting you up with a great offer for you to promote his product for a love 10% that. commission yeah, love that. that he hasn't published yet, but he's going to, and it's going to be awesome. And I'm not getting those offers because my Skype's really not on unless I have a, a planned call. Mm. And I don't want to be in my inbox because that's the to-do list that other else. people get to add stuff to. So, hate the, yeah. yeah, so Slack is great. Anything on Slack is Definitely team and it related. Killed email for us. It probably has for you internally as well. It's magic. Well, it dropped my email from nine and a half hours a week to uh, five and a half hours a week. Wow! 
So that's pretty good saving. Totally. Just by not, I mean, most of my emails were to my team, to my managers. Now I'm on Slack. But Slack's very good because it's an app. So you can see it on your phone or an iPad or a laptop. It's got the little icon so you can know if they're trying to get a hold of you. You can tell it to send an email if you want, if that's how you roll. But I'm often not looking at my emails. Okay. Well, I know you're them. not. Yeah. Rather <laughs> send them than receive them. Yeah, I don't hear yeah, note to anyone listening. Just don't bother sending Taki an email. Don't. Yeah. It doesn't work. Someone may read it. They're definitely not Taki. Yeah. And it, yeah. <laughs> Just don't do that. That's good. Okay. So the next thing is he went through this foundation training that I made. And I will offer this caveat. Firstly, it was a minimum viable product. And secondly, it is available for free. It's called Wealthification. And what I did is answer the most common questions that my mastermind students asked me at that time. It's a few years old now, but it is kind of evergreen and there's some really good advice in there. And it especially relates to how you might go about setting up your team. Gotcha. talks about optional daily reporting. They can send in a daily report. It's optional. They only have to do it if they want to be paid for that day. And talks about some of the tools we use at the time. I do think that course is due for an update. So you'll probably, depending on when you listen to this, you might get the old or the new version because I'm partway through a new one. Cool. Well, that's awesome. But even if somebody gets the old version, like Ezra's done it, you know, more than double his business. Yeah. Well, we'll have a look at some numbers in a sec. The next- so tell me what uh, wealthification, like just give me kind of three things that people get, you know, like that Ezra would have learned out of it or kind of what's, what's cool about it. It'll step you straight into the world of a business owner instead of coming out of that employee mindset or gotcha. that Rambo uh, expert who's really good at one thing, but not well-rounded yeah. in business. Mm-hmm. It will cover all the main things like cash flow and systems and team. All the, in fact, team is the longest module mm-hmm. and the one that people watched the least, but it is probably the most, the most important. Yeah. But other ones in there like cash flow are really important. It tells you how to get paid up front, to get paid recurring, etc. Beautiful. And there's an exercise at the end of it which takes you through a profit formula which should get you a significant increase in your business. Love so it. for the... 50 minutes or one hour worth of training, it's very valuable. Yeah, cool. Team meetings are the other thing I talked about. Meetings are they kind of suck if you're ever in a job. A lot of meetings are held for no real purpose. Yeah, and if you think so, like you get 10 people into a meeting, you've just wasted 10 hours of... Exactly, if it goes for one hour... A really good meeting. It's got to be worth it. So you only have the right people in the meeting. You only have a meeting with a specific framework. They must be extremely compact. They've mm-hmm. got to be the right frequency yeah. and the right time or, or day, time of the day or day of the week. Mm. And if you set up a good meeting frequency, then you get things right. So in the beginning with my managers, we used to have a daily huddle for about 10 or 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. We now do a little one-on-one each week with mm-hmm. each manager for 10 or 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then the following day, we do a group meeting and we all just come together. We do that once a week now. Love In that. the beginning, it was every day. Yep. The team still meets every day. Yes. So the whole business for, for just about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. But you already know at the beginning of the day if someone's there or not. Yep. You know what they're doing that day. Yep. And you know what they did yesterday. Yep. That's really cool system. Yeah. So awesome. these were the main things that helped him get the team up and running. Cool. So the first thing he did was just start with one person, you know, one person at a time. He invested in them and actually took time to build out a little bit of infrastructure. So. Yep. He would have this framework to transfer tasks. 
he would identify what tasks needed transferring and then he'd get someone to transfer to and spend the time with them. This is another thing that I see all too often is uh, people hire someone but they don't give them training. They don't really find out anything about them. They don't know where they live. They don't know what language they speak. They don't know anything about their culture and they don't give them the tools and resources to be able to do a great job. I heard somebody say the other day, yeah, what happens if I train my team up and then they leave and go start their own thing? Well, what happens if you don't train them and they stay? And they stay. Exactly right. Yeah. So you got totally got it. So we've built out a uh, a six-week on-ramp to take a new virtual assistant from kind of got no idea up to super skilled, almost like an on-ramp on a freeway so that within six weeks they're a killer. And I think you've got, you've got to have a system for on-ramping people. Otherwise, you, you're kind of hiring bodies and it's never going to fix it. Well, the background to this came from the car industry when I was at Mercedes-Benz. Right. And when I was a super salesman, they one day told me I was going to be a manager. Mm -hmm. And I took over this team that was being kind of poorly run by the guy before me. Mm. He had two salespeople and one apprentice who'd been hired for like a week or two. Right. And I started with this guy and I said, all right, what do you know now? What don't you know? He goes, oh, I'm not sure. I said, you go and talk to all the other salespeople and find out what they think you need to learn. Mm -hmm. And we created two lists a list of theory and a list of practical. And I created this training folder. And then I went through all the theory with him and I made him go and research and take notes and I made him interview each manager, go and interview the parts manager, ask him what he does and how it integrates with sales, go and interview the service manager, find out how much they charge, why do people come for service, all this stuff. And then we did the practical. Right. We did role plays. Yeah. And every single step from when someone walks into a showroom right through to when he's delivered a car and then following up the customer the day later mm. to find out what questions they have, who they've talked to about their new car, et cetera, and prospecting. Right. And I role-played every step with him mm -hmm. one at a time and then we stacked them together until at the end he could uh, meet me and greet me, shake hands, offer me tea or coffee, take notes demonstrate a vehicle, write down the, the order, um, price it up properly, fill out a contract, and then I would go out and then I'd come back in to collect my car. Yeah, and, and he'd do the delivery. He'd hand over the car, show me around the car, go through all the customer survey forms, give me the log books and the keys, and then send me away. And then he'd do the, the follow role play follow-up call. And only when he could do that was he certified to talk to a real customer. Right. Two weeks. It takes two weeks to take someone who knows nothing about okay. selling Mercedes-Benz for $300,000 to being ready to talk to a customer. Right. And then I added to that my advertisement to get a salesperson, mm -hmm. my interview checklists to interview salespeople, and then this training and induction. And, of course, they get a pack with their name tag and a, a folder and all the things. Because when I started in the industry, it's like – here well, no, just uh, pick a desk. Good luck. Yeah. And the first day, everyone got in their car and drove home. And I didn't even know where the keys were for the car. I didn't know where the car was. I got in the car. It's pitch black. I didn't know how to turn the lights on. And it had no <laughs> petrol. The, pe the petrol beepers beeping. And it was, of course, the shittiest car. Of course. And uh, they're like, the bollards are up and locked. So I had to go and find a maintenance guy to let me out. And I had to put petrol in the car on the way home. Welcome to the team. Welcome James. to welcome to selling. 
<laughs> it was, so I created all these things that no one had. Yeah. And, of course, naturally I've done this within my own business. We have onboarding. They get buddied up with someone else when they start out. Mm. They get a standard operating procedure that shows them every step of the way. We found we were able to scale our SEO team from a team of two to a team of 38 people within six months. Wow. Yeah. And I didn't get involved in that after we trained a few. Yeah. This is this is a living organism now, your business. Yeah. It can actually do this. Because each piece teaches the next piece. This is great. So Ezra's got a training system now to kind of get people up to speed. He's got a system for taking stuff out of his head and moving it on. He's got Slack, so there's team communication in one place. He's got uh, meetings. He's got meetings and the thing's starting to hum. Yeah. Shall we see what it looks like now? Yeah, let's do it. Now, Smart Marketer has 10 full-time people in his team. Okay. Uh, when he joined Silver Circle, he was making about $100,000 a year from that division. Yeah. This is separate to his it's e-commerce, yeah, which, which kicks ass, yep. right? Millions. Yep. And now, Smart Marketer, three years later, does $2.3 million. Great. So, it's a fair increase. Yeah. What's that, like 22,300% or something like that? And he's happy. He's happy with the growth. Totally. He doesn't have to do everything himself. Yep. He's he just doing the, loves the business more than ever. Yep. He's coming surfing with us in March at the event, which is good. And uh, basically, the main thing that he learned was that scale comes from management and accountability and, and leadership, not just being better at, a better technician, not being better at the things that you do or the operations. You've got to start. Yeah, you've got, being, to, be, you've got to build a business that's better at operations, not be better at operations. Build some itself. frameworks and yeah. systems and, and you actually have to let go. Totally. This is hard for a lot of entrepreneurs. Yeah. We think we're the only person that can do this or you know, no, no one, one cares could, about it like I do it. Oh, no one could possibly do a better job than I. But when you start thinking about the tasks involved, for example, editing this podcast. Yeah. I don't think I would want to send you the file and say, hey, Taki, look, if you could just edit out the ums and ahs and put a bumper and format it. Well, I have the technical it. skills to do it, but I have, <laughs> I have zero interest. <laughs> it's not going to happen, is and it? And no attention for detail. Yeah. So I'd probably get the first um. If we said it in the first couple of minutes, I'd probably nail that one. When do you think I'd get it back? Yeah, I'd probably have, you'd have to come around to my place and pick it up. <laughs> right. So, so versus finding someone who's really good with audio, yeah, who's passionate about it, who listens to the episodes, yeah. gives me comments and reviews. I get in-house reviews. Yeah. Well, like, boss, that was a good one. I got a lot from that. I had a real aha. Yeah. That's passion. I like that. Yeah. So big, big shout out to our podcast editor. That's an example of someone who's significantly better than both of us. Totally. At that task. So we can be on to the other things that we do, which is not editing podcasts. Totally not. We think about and how will our mastermind work? What, yep. what, what will be the next venue we want to do it at? Who should how we, do we help attract our to win it? Faster, yeah. what, what results can they get? How yep. can we be better at what we do? So if I said to Ezra, what do you think someone listening to this would do? I know that he would say, watch wealthification. Totally. And get your first person to help out like write down the task that you think is the most appropriate to have someone else do mm. and do an i we you transfer love that and then do it again yeah just keep doing task. it like, and have them do it too totally. if you want to get a couple of people in the team then that's that's truly stepping back is when you've got enough people in the team that if someone leaves it's not devo yeah. you know if you have one person in your team 
and they leave. Single point of failure, you are. You're, you're back. back in. It's, exactly. uh, it's back to you, hot potato. I just had uh, Ashley, my first ever VA, message me the other day going, hey, we're doing group interviews. They've got this new interview structure. Team's running it. Do you want to be part of the interview? No. It's She's going to work in your team, completely trust you. We know what we're after. Go for it. And so now the team's self-developing. Exactly. It's, it's a great thing. Well, I remember we just had trigger points. When we get X number of pro packs yep. or X number of support tickets, yep. we, we hire. Yep. So I actually then just go along to the annual Christmas party and I meet all the new people. <laughs> That's totally right. Uh, who, you know, the, the first I'll know that they've joined the team is one nice little thing we do is we have them send me an email mm-hmm. introducing themselves. Mm-hmm. It's like, hi, I'm... Taki, I'm your new guy who does this. I'm podcast editor. Yeah, <laughs> I like surfing and yep. uh, I used to do blah, blah, blah. Yep. And I'm like, hey, great to meet you. I'm looking forward to catching up with you at, at Christmas. the Christmas party. Got a great team that you're working with there. Thank you so much for choosing to come and work with us. Yeah. That's a good thing. It's a great thing. Yeah. So self-hiring businesses. Yeah. And that really is letting go. Love that. That's good. So let's just talk about action steps for people to take. I think the obvious step is to check out Wealthification. Where do you where do you find it? Wealthification.com. Okay, well that was easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you'll also find other stuff. You'll you'll see stuff on superfastbusiness.com. Yep. I'm sure if you want to go on Sticky Beak at Smart Marketer, you can see what Ezra's got up and running. Totally. He does videos and stuff a lot like we do. Yep. We're all doing the same sort of blog stuff. Yep. Tools that he uses are Slack. And uh, go to webinar is another one. Of course, I've been using that for a long time. Yeah, same. I, I like it. A lot of people always post. What's uh, the cheap know, alternative? Yeah. What's yeah. the cheap? What's the better? What's the new? It really hasn't been beaten yet. No, hasn't been beaten yet. And I just tell people to sign up on a thirty day trial, run their first sales webinar, and make, and make a more. killing. Yep, and, and it's even, paid for. Yeah, and even if you don't, just tell them you want to cancel, and they'll give you a little discount for life, and you're golden. Isn't that free tip from Sales Marketing Profit. Bam. <laughs> Just tell them Taki said you. Tell them you. Taki said you. That's right. You watch my account get shut down real quick. Can you stop telling people to cancel their account? Hey, it's been good to catch up again, Taki. Yeah, man, it's good. Thanks for taking me out on the surf. You're still miles better, but uh, we're getting there. Well, you know, it's Actually, not, it's, you're already there. I'm working really hard. When you say not. better, I don't know. I think we're even because they say the best surfer is the one with the biggest smile. Okay, and, well, I win that. Yeah, I've... Oh, especially after the board hit me in the side of the head. I hardly ever see people <laughs> smile so much as they're getting submerged. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's a, it's a special skill of mine. Dude, thanks for hanging out today. It's been awesome. See you soon. Bye. You're listening to SMP with James Franco and Talkie Moore. Visit salesmarketingprofit.com.